Attention, attention, all personnel. Incoming podcast. This is MASH Matters. Over and out. Did you ever show me any kind of friendship? Ask my help with a personal problem? Include me in one of your little bull sessions? Can you imagine what it feels like to... to walk by this tent and hear you laughing and... and know I, I'm not welcome? Did you ever once ever offer me a lousy cup of coffee? We didn't think you'd accept. Well, you were wrong. That, of course, is the infamous speech from the episode The Nurses, which is why we're here today. Hello, I'm Ryan Patrick, alongside my friend Jeff Maxwell. Hello, Jeff. Uh, Hello, Ryan Patrick. I am Jeff Maxwell. I've been Jeff Maxwell for a number of years. I plan to be Jeff Maxwell for another what time is it? Well, it's worked out for you so well. You might as well. Yeah. I mean, as things go bad, I can be somebody else and it's okay. I mean, <laughs> you're an actor. You can be whoever you want to be. Well, our guest today could be Linda Kelsey because she is Linda Kelsey. Linda is probably best known for playing uh, Billy Newman on the uh, show Lou Grant, which, by the way, was executive produced by Gene Reynolds. Mm -hmm. But to MASH fans, she is known as Lieutenant Baker. That's the nurse who defies Margaret's order so that she can spend the night with her husband, who is a soldier who's visiting the 4077th. And it leads to that big momentous speech that we just heard from Miss Loretta Swit. What a speech. Um, And what an act. I, you know, I've seen that scene a number of times and I marvel at it. She is absolutely wonderful and shows a lot about her acting chops and who she is and how she does it. And wonderful moment. And, you know, I have to say a little shout out here to Kevin. Kevin is a gentleman who really helped us connect with Linda. And I just want to say, Kevin, thank you very much. Without you, uh, we'd probably be talking about something else. <laughs> but I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad we're not. I'm glad we're talking with Linda Kelsey. That's right. So Kevin, he is the executive director of the Women's Club of Minneapolis, and they do a lot of really great theater. And so, uh, Kevin, I want to thank you very much for helping us do this. And without further ado, here is our conversation with the lovely Linda Kelsey. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. The episode that you were so terrific in called The Nurses has been a, uh, what would you say, Ryan, is kind of a controversial one side or the other. People like it and didn't like it, or they like something about it and they didn't like other things about it. Yeah, it's surprising, really. You know, when we talk about favorite episodes with our listeners, The Nurses is typically one that's mentioned quite often. Mm -hmm. But recently, we did our least favorite episodes, too, and listeners also mentioned The Nurses. Really? But there were also people who didn't like the most loved episodes (laughs) of Matt, Mm -hmm. so... Mm-hmm. There's always somebody, right? What was the controversy about, our, specifically the nurses? Do you remember? One of the things I remember is that the switch on Margaret, who was this, uh, you know, staunch military-esque person, and suddenly she she kind of takes a flip and goes the other way and gets a little soft. Yeah, it, a lot of people were saying that big moment, which is like the moment of the episode, was a little out of character for Margaret because Margaret had up to that point said pretty much the exact opposite of what she was saying in that speech. Well, I, I found it so interesting that um, it, it showed the cost of being Margaret Houlihan. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the cost of having to maintain military standards as she interpreted them, which were very, 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 very strict, right? Like kind of over the top strict. Mm-hmm. And then we got to see the cost of that. You have no friends. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I would imagine the camaraderie between people that she was excluded from had to be very painful. Mm-hmm. I, and until that moment, I think it was a shock. I mean, it was a shock to play the scene with her where Loretta went with it. None of us, I don't think, were expecting that she could barely speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may have taken her by surprise. I don't know. What does she say about it? She does talk about it, right? Uh, she does. She said uh, kind of recently that, you know, they have dailies, you know, the next day they, you know, review all the stuff that they shot previously. And during the dailies, there was a tremendous response from everybody who were quite taken with her performance. And uh, it was a very emotional thing in the dailies. And she didn't see them. She wasn't there. But other people told her it was a very emotional day. And she got phone calls saying that it was quite significant. And so that moment was pretty significant for everybody. It was so it was so um, exposed. Mm. It was she was so vulnerable in that moment. I mean, we expected, you know, did anybody, did you ever think of offering me a cup of coffee? Did you ever, you know, blah, 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 and being sort of Margaret mm-hmm. and sort of sad that she was not included, but we didn't include pain, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I remember it, as I told you, I, I, Jeff, I just watched it again myself, and it has been a long time since I saw <laughs> I'm looking at the picture of Dorian Gray, right? <laughs> but, um, you look gorgeous, by the way. I have to, you look oh, wonderful. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but again, I was so moved and surprised by it. I actually had forgotten that the scene played out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just went, wow. Wow, that's some kind of scene and some kind of work by Loretta. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've never talked to her about it. And I don't even know. I wonder how it was for her on the set. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the girl on Lou Grant. Mm-hmm. And there weren't other actresses my age. Yeah. And it was kind of lonesome. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I had not thought about that. Yeah. Not only is Margaret kind of feel alone in that situation, it's possible that Loretta felt alone in that situation as well. I mean, who knows? Who yeah. knows? It was a very yeah. congenial set. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, maybe she was not excluded from anything. But there's just a, you know, there's a girlfriend thing. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we also did an episode where we asked people to rank their top episodes. And then we got the top 50 MASH episodes to uh, celebrate the 50th anniversary. And the nurses came in at number 50 so you cracked the top 50 <laughs> just made it <laughs> so it's also a beloved episode and you are a big part of that yeah. i would love to hear your memories of and i want to talk about other things you've done and, and things you're doing now but in regards to mash what was your journey to mash i know you were only on the one episode you do appear in a clip from that episode in a later episode our finest hour but you made a big impact that was a very uh big episode what are your memories of that? <laughs> oh, I have a very strong memory of it because in those days, I mean, MASH, <laughs> you wanted to get a job on MASH. I mean, it was it was stupendous. It was so fabulous. And everybody wanted to be on MASH, Mary Tyler Moore, yeah. mm-hmm. all in the family. Those were my, that was my group, right? Right. And so I auditioned for it and I was super excited about it. I, you know, of course I read the script and went, wow, this is such a great role. And I want it. And I read terribly. (laughs) I read for Joan Darling. I was so nervous. 
And I left just demoralized. Oh, goodness. And I just thought, well, that's that. I just blew that. You said you read for Joan Darling. She was the mm-hmm. director of the episode. Yeah. Incidentally, a woman. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. She was a woman and it yes. was written by a woman. Yeah. So the episode was written by a woman and directed by a woman. And you're a woman. So it, it certainly fits. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. I'm seeing a theme, a, a pattern. I would have thought, you know, but. Um, <laughs> but were you, did you, did you audition for anybody else other than her or was it? Oh, I'm sure there were other, Jean was probably there. I think Jean okay. was there, but I. I remember Joan because I, I guess I knew about her. Anyway, I, I, I was so sad. I took myself to a movie in Westwood. Oh. I took myself to a matinee of Mel. I want to say Mel Gibson. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of problems with names, I went to see Silent Movie. Mm. And I was one of three people in an absolutely quiet movie theater. Oh, Watching, I would venture to say, was not one of his great successes. Yeah. No one was laughing. There was nothing. It was a silent movie. And I sat there for two hours, got home, and there were all these messages from my agent. Where have you been? They want you for the role. Oh, "Oh my God. I was so bad. And, and, And my agent said, they know. But Joan Darling said, I know she can act. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. They wow. must have seen me on something else. Or, I don't know. Well, she was a very accomplished acting teacher. Yeah. Joan Darling. I actually spent a little time with her as a as a student, and it was very, uh, very worthwhile. Yeah. I remember I was very intimidated because John Voight was in there, and I had to do something with John Voight, and I went, <laughs> it was a big deal for a minute. <laughs> Uh, well, that's interesting. So you didn't think you did it, and you did, and they called you, and you you got it. I got it. And you knew, obviously, that she was going to be the director, and you knew who wrote mm-hmm. the uh, episode. Yeah. Did you like it when you read it? Did you say, hey, oh, this is just incredible? Good. It was so good. It yeah. was so much fun, too. I mean, I get to be the one sneaking off, you know, and all that, and I yeah. didn't know it was going to be the adorable Greg Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty adorable, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that was the bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> Had you worked with Gregory Harrison before? No, no. And he was, he was a lovely guy. And of course, after that, we both, you know, got our own series. And uh, we actually, he had approached me to do a play with him, hmm. which he never, I, I don't think he ever did, but I just didn't see how I could do a full time, hour long series in a play. So yeah. I declined. I mean, you both were in spinoffs of these popular shows. Gregory Harrison went on to Trapper at John M.D., which was a somewhat spinoff of MASH. And yeah. Lou Grant, where you landed, that was, of course, off of the Mary Tyler Moore show, which you also made a very well-known appearance on that show, too. <laughs> G- going back to MASH, what's always fascinated me about that episode, The Nurses, that group of nurses in that episode, you and Mary Jo Catlett and Patricia Sturgis and Carol Locatell, that group of nurses had never been seen before on the show <laughs> yeah. and was never seen again. Mary Jo Catlett made one other appearance on MASH as a different character. <laughs> and in the same episode, the nurses that we were used to seeing did not appear. Yeah, You didn't see Kelly. You didn't see Gwen. You didn't see Judy. You didn't see the ones that we're used to seeing. When you read the script and when the, when this part was presented to you, was this presented as a one-time thing or was there any thought of maybe you coming back and that being a recurring character? No, that was never mentioned. Really? No. 
And now that you mentioned it, I, that hadn't occurred to me either. Hmm. I mean, there were other people around, right? But nobody was speaking but us. I, I would love to know the reasoning behind that. I think I think probably the reason was that it's uh, it's a little bit pompous, uh, but it's but show business is a little bit pompous too. So. I think that the cast of nurses that were normally there mm-hmm. were not, quote, actresses. They were initially hired to be extras. And so there was a little bit of a of a caste system saying, well, these women, uh, because they're extras, probably couldn't handle the acting part of those moments. Hmm. And so I think that may have been the the deciding factor among some of the people that were involved in trying to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. We we won't ever know. But right. that's I think why that happened. And the woman, you know, the actresses that were hired were wonderful and fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Linda, had you known any of the other actresses, the the other three people there? No, I, I certainly never worked with them. I and I ran, you know, ran into Mary Jo Catlett often after that episode mm-hmm. here and there you know you, you see each other you know you know how it is you see each other mm-hmm. in casting and stuff yeah. but um uh, no and they were all lovely and and i thought carol Locatell's scene was beautiful major i already did my duty with 17 hours overtime and three cardiac arrests you can't upset me i'm numb i don't even feel sad with burned patients that look like mummies that's why i'm drinking to feel something I also like the fact that you threw that fudge on the door. <laughs> the door. How'd you, know, you do that? <laughs> you know what happened? I really hurt myself doing that. Oh no! I was in such pain. Little did I know how much that would weigh in transit from my hand. Oh! And you know how you can bend a fingernail backwards? Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Ouch! Yeah, and I had to say fudge. <laughs> And I probably would have read it differently had I not. But you'll see, if you look at it again, you'll see me looking at my finger (laughs) and holding my hand when I say the word fudge. Wow. Wow. I'm so glad I didn't have to do it twice. Yes. A helmet full of fudge weighs a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't advise ever attempting it if that's on your bucket list check it off now just take it off the list check it off yeah yeah, it's perilous don't try this at home kids <laughs> all the fudge i've ever bought has been in a box not a helmet so I, I wouldn't really know the well in order for it to actually splash it was probably 80 percent liquid yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know so i had about a quart of goo <laughs> <laughs> I was flinging at the door. <laughs> what a deal. Well, you had a, you know, I don't know. I think most of the people who are listening to this know the plot uh, of the story of the nurses. But basically, let's review it really quick. You know, it starts out with the 407-7th under a horrible heat wave. And Major Houlihan is at the peak of her frustration, <laughs> uh, as well as the other people were too with, with the heat wave. And they're very uncomfortable in the operating room and so forth. And so a lot of uh, problems come up with the nurses between some of the people, uh, mainly Major Burns. <laughs> And Major Houlihan is is kind of kind of tough. Is probably tougher than she normally would have been because of the heat. And uh, so she comes down on her nurses, you being one of them, with all of the problems. And she she kind of goes after you. She kind of takes after you. 
uh, she focuses on you. I, I kind of re- really didn't quite understand why, but I, I maybe should watch it again. <laughs> Do you know why? Why did she come after you? No, no. I, I thought it was spread around kind of evenly. I didn't realize that she was particularly choosing my character, but I have to watch it again, too. Yeah, that's a thought. I hit, She kind of came after you a little bit. My take on it was that Lieutenant Baker just had a little more sass than the other nurses, you know, mm-hmm. and stood up to her a little bit more than the others did. And Margaret wasn't used to that and didn't know how to react to that. Yeah. And so the only way she could react to that is to come down hard on Nurse Baker. Yeah. 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 Tell me, you know, I, I was there for nine years. And so I, I, it was a job and, you know, you're, you're on, you've been on sets for a long time and it turns into a job and you go to the store and work there. What was your feeling? What was your sense about when you first got there and all the people? And did you do a table read? Is that what, the, what happened with the first day? Or? I don't think so. I think, I think we went in right into it. I, you know, I don't remember, honestly, I, I don't remember a table read. Hmm. If I was terrified. <laughs> I mean, there I am assisting Alan Alda in surgery, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what, you know, he had to tell me, you're giving that instrument to me upside down, he told me at one point, and I had to, you know, do something better. But I, I was in awe of all those guys. They, I, It was, I don't know how many seasons in, but it was well established as a major hit. They were like, you know, the super special people to me. And here I was, you know, on a gig. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of scary. I remember the limerick. They passed around that you didn't you didn't see this. Oh, yeah. They passed around a paper that they would fold down that you and you would add your your the next line of the limerick. And those would be read during the <laughs> during the day. Really? Wow. Maybe it was a game for, you know, one season or for a few episodes or something that they were doing, but hmm. I didn't want it passed to me. I didn't want to have to be witty and, and naughty at the same time in a limerick. You know, I just thought, oh, my God, don't don't hand it to me. Don't give me the paper. <laughs> oh, I remember wow. that. And I've, I remember the care uh, of, of detail. You know, that's, that's a trademark, I think, of Gene Reynolds is that he has people on the set who are true in that case medical personnel as as consultants who helped us look like we knew what we were doing and i don't know i just i got pretty tight with those other actresses we were we bonded right away oh how wonderful which was yeah. nice yeah yeah how was joan darling as a director lovely just lovely i just i don't know some directors you just, they just get you and they know how to direct you mhm and she just seemed to have that knack where she knew how to, well, she was a brilliant acting teacher. She knew how to talk to actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a director who was more interested in camera, you know, right? Mm-hmm. in making pictures. Yeah. They had a, a great uh, director of photography, Bill Jurgensen. I believe he was there doing that show and you couldn't get any better than him. Mm. He really so I think he he was helpful <laughs> with directors who weren't camera oriented; they were acting oriented. Do you remember who the makeup artist was? Um, I think he was worked with John Wayne or somebody. He was a real dude. He was a oh yes, big guy, big big guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of had a swagger and yes, yeah. and yes, he, yes. And he he really wanted to share his credentials about John Wayne. He wanted <laughs> you to know that he'd been around. 
<laughs> he, he looked like a John yeah, Wayne kind yeah, of guy. I don't guy remember too. his yeah. name, and I I, I would imagine either. he's no longer with us. But yeah, uh, no. wow. judging from the age he was when we shot, well, he did my makeup this morning, so I he's still around. <laughs> well, you look uh, lovely. Oh, thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, I do remember him. Very large fella, nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah, he was very nice. So was it was it a three day shoot for you? Were you there three days? Oh, I think it was longer. I think. Oh, really? It, was okay. it usually just a three day? Usually they shot, they rehearsed one day and shot for three days. That oh. was kind of the normal thing. But who knows? Honestly, I don't remember. I was in a state of <laughs> yeah <laughs> something. It had to be surreal for you because again, it's not like you're just coming in as a guest actor who has a scene or a few lines. Mm-hmm. You were the lead of that episode. Mm-hmm. You know, Nurse Baker and her husband was the central focus of that episode. And so, yeah, to come in on a show, like you said, was already established. It was five seasons in. And even though you were an established actress, it still had to be a little jarring to <laughs> to be in that situation. Yeah, it was. And I wasn't, you know, my name was not known and any anywhere you know so i was just trying to get a job like everybody else and Mm -hmm. thinking maybe this is a way you know forward for me having this credential right and it led to some big things was your connection with gene reynolds from this episode is that the connection to lou grant i think so i think so and i and forgive me because i was going to look up this fact but i believe that well, there's a long story about how I came to play Billy on Lou Grant, but I think that Gene wanted me for the girl role on Lou Grant because he remembered me from the nurses. And it was a different role. It wasn't the role of Billy. There was a different character hmm. that was written out of Lou Grant after the first three episodes because it didn't work. Um, the actress didn't work and the role it just wasn't working and they realized they had made a mistake and then this role of billy was a, a again a guest role but they realized they could write it into a series regular for whomever they cast as billy mm-hmm. so he he wanted me to come in on it which i did not do i guess other people didn't think i was right for it <laughs> so i didn't read for it i didn't read for carla the original girl reporter role on the grant knew nothing about Lou Grant even being, you know, made. And uh, then when they cast Billy, Gene said, I, now will you bring in Linda Kelsey, I guess. And of course, there were many other actresses they saw. But um, I think there was a book written about Lou Grant. And I think that tidbit is in that book. And it was well-researched. So I'm pretty sure Gene shared that story with the writer. Wow. I would just like to say that the the actress who I sort of replaced, but not really. Her name was Rebecca Balding. She passed away last year, uh, sadly. And she was a wonderful actress. And she went on to play a a role in, um, oh, shoot, I'll think of it. Billy Crystal. Soap. Soap. Thank you. Yeah. So I felt bad. I always thought of her, you know, and how that must have felt. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just a chemistry thing. It wasn't anything that she, you know, she was she's a lovely actress. So I kind of caught the brass ring on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it came with five Emmy nominations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure did. That darn Nancy Marchand, though, she she kept oh, darn Nancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your your co-star on the show. She won four of the five of those. Yeah. 
you've had the opportunity to be on a lot of really well-known shows. We've seen you on everything from Murder, She Wrote and Quincy to Matlock and ER. You were on the first episode of Emergency. <laughs> yeah. You and Jeff are both alums of Starsky and Hutch. Oh. Uh-huh. Looking at all of these sets that you've been on, like the MASH set as compared to other sets, was there a different feeling on that set? Well, that's a good question. I I guess they're all a little different. And I realized, you know, I'll fill in, I'll backfill on this about MASH, but I realized when I did a series for five years, what it's like to do it every day for years. And you have to remember that the guest people coming in are completely new to it, and you're established. There's all this shorthand that goes on between not only the cast, but you know very well it's the crew, too. You're a big family on a long-running series. And it kind of felt like that. I kind of felt on MASH that I was plugging into a well-oiled machine, not glib in the sense that these were serious people doing serious work and very attentive to their work, but you just felt like like an observer in some very cool fraternity party or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that was owing to my insecurity as an actor and having read badly when I, you know, when I auditioned mm-hmm. and all of that. So, you know, I was just pretty new. It wasn't until I was really doing a series where I got super comfortable with that kind of work, with the camera, with the day-to-day job and how you how you manage doing that kind of work in terms of your energy and uh, your nerves and and where your focus needs to be. And that group on MASH was just it was, the casting was just so perfect. They were just so all. They, they were also great in their jobs and such well-defined characters. And don't you think that's the absolute key to a great series is the audience knows those characters. And so when you, when, when they understand the setup for that week's episode, they can't wait to see how those people solve that problem or, mm-hmm. yep. you know, what, because they know, oh, you know, when that happens, they're going to, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's Gene. Yes. Part of his genius certainly mm-hmm. was with Lou Grant, with the characters that were created. Yes. He, I've, I've said many times without Gene Reynolds and Larry Gelbart, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I don't think the TV show MASH would have been done, or if it had been, it wouldn't have lasted, you know, 11 years. Yeah. I, I, Gene was a genius at, at putting people together and being able to form that company and do it perfectly. Yeah. It was an extraordinary thing. And certainly he knew who to hire to write the pilot, Larry Gelbart. So that team made it work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course, I mentioned Gene more because I knew him so well, but of course, Larry. Yes. Yeah. I remember Gene, I don't know whether he did this on Lou Grant, but he used to do it on MASH. He would, you know, they'd start the scene, he'd be directing, he'd start the scene, and he would mouth the words of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, he'd go, wah, 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 wah. I never saw another director do that, but he loved doing it. He just stood there. <laughs> no, I don't remember him doing that. <laughs> but, he, but Gene was an actor. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. If you really want a trip down memory lane, go look for some of his work as a kid. As a kid. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I've seen a few of his films and he's, it's very good. Yeah. You, you said that, you know, going back to the fact that you read for the part and you didn't think you got it, you blew the part. What about it? Did you, do you think you blew? What was it that you thought you walked out of the room? Of, oh, I should have done that. What happened? I could just feel it in the room. Hmm. And once I launched into it, it just wasn't coming out of my mouth the way I wanted to say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. And I was stuck uh, when I had, more experience, if that had happened to me, I would have, if I really felt right for the role and I wanted to fight for it, you know what I mean? Not just go, well, thank you very much and walk out very (laughs) quickly. Um, And hoping nobody in the, uh, you know, outside in the waiting to audition had heard my audition. Um, I would say, I, I really feel I missed that. And then I would sometimes say something like, if you gave me the opportunity to read it again right now, I would maybe try to, you know, include the part about blah, 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 and where I think I missed this particular color in this scene or something. I wanted to sound really fabulous, like I knew what I was doing. And um, <laughs> then I would pray they wouldn't ask me to read it again. Let me read it again, but please you don't make ask the me. same darn mistakes and be even worse. But um Sometimes it, it usually worked very well for me, but they'd go, wow, you know, she's really, you know, she's thinking about this. Yeah. And they would say, no, that's not necessary. Thank you. And I'd go, oh, maybe <laughs> I got it. But um, I would have asked for another go at it. I think mm-hmm. I would have. You didn't need it, though. Well, I think Joe Darling knew I messed up. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she had seen me do something else and just thought, well. Close enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe I just got lucky and the other actresses who read for it, they just didn't see in the role or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, boy, that uh, that acting business going into auditions is has its own peril. Mm, it's the worst. <laughs> yes, it's quite a quite a moment for humans to go through. <laughs> There's no better way to figure it out. They've never figured out a better way. Uh uh-uh, uh. No. It's the worst. It really is a terrible experience. I've had auditions like you talk about, and I walk out of the room saying, well, let's see, how long does, uh, how can I get a gun right now and go, just end this? Just these terrible feelings of insecurity and how, what an idiot you are, and gosh, I blew that, I'm a terrible human being, I have to go home and lay down. It's an awful experience. And then sometimes you come out of an audition going, I nailed it, I got it, and they don't, you don't hire you. (laughs) Yep. Odd yeah. experience. I have to ask this because I've never had the opportunity to ask somebody who who has done this before. You made several appearances on the Pyramid TV shows. <laughs> so I don't know what it would have been at that time, the $25,000 Pyramid or the... I went all the way up to 100. You got... Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Holy so God. when you are on one of those kinds of shows, <laughs> is it fun or is it stressful? No, it's really fun. Is it? Okay. It was for me. That's the only reason I did it. I loved the show. I watched it at home, of course. And I went, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And <laughs> and so when they asked me, I had a good time. Although there, it's a lot of stress, big pressure, because the contestants really, really, really want to win. Want to win. Yeah. And there's a lot of money. And yeah. when they don't, they're pretty sad. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, there was a few cases where... They were really sad. Oh, yeah. That wasn't on camera. Did you ever take anybody all the way to the end? Yes. When I say 100, it was that. Oh, hey. That was the um, the people who were the champions from other... Oh, so like a tournament of champions? The tournament of the big winners. And gotcha. Who had done it in, a, in the shortest amount of time or something. I don't know what it was. 
And they had been going on for almost two weeks without a winner. Uh. And I got a call saying, you know, you're pretty good at the game, we think. So would you come on? Because we're running out of people to do it. <laughs> and so I did. And I won oh. with a person. Wow. It was it was pretty thrilling for me. Oh, yeah. how exciting. And obviously for them. I mean, that was really like a little scary <laughs> in terms of the focus. A, a minute goes by very quickly. Sure. And Dick was very nice, Dick Clark. And uh. it was fun. It was fun. Interesting, though, that times... One of the times I did it, I was very pregnant. <laughs> and they asked me if when I walked over to the place where you played the big pyramid, if I wanted to be seen on camera walking in my maternal <laughs> state. Oh, really? <laughs> if, if somehow that would be a no-no in, you know, mm-hmm. for me, that I would prefer not to be observed. Huh. I said, no, it's okay. I mean, I <laughs> okay. wasn't, I wasn't on the verge of giving birth. I wasn't yeah. quite, you know, having trouble walking or anything. It was just, um, I thought that was very interesting. Don't you in context? Interesting. Of- yeah. I-, I wonder if somebody previously though had complained about yeah. it and yeah. maybe that's why they asked from that point on. Maybe. Maybe yeah. concerned it would hurt <laughs> you getting a job or some, you wouldn't get something. Because I don't pregnant. know. Yeah. Wow. And I love doing it because it paid my health insurance for having <laughs> <the baby. laughs> At that time, we had both SAG and AFTRA. They weren't joined, of course. So I had insurance from both unions, which was mm-hmm. heavenly. Yeah, really heavenly. Yeah. So that moment, back to that moment in... Uh... Well, is there anything that you you found particularly fun during that the shooting of that particular story or moments between you and any actors or actor or something that you go, wow, that was a that was really fun. Other than smooching with Greg Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> All of it really. I mean, I say I was scared, but it was really fun too. Yeah. It was just such a delicious episode. Everything about it was just fun to do. The whole idea of it, pulling this fast one on Margaret and sneaking out and all the shenanigans to get me out and hidden. I felt so bad for you when you came back in and you got into your bunk (laughs) and she sees you and she looks up at you and says, you know, I'm going to throw the book at you. (laughs) Oh, I felt so bad. Yeah. (laughs) But this is the only beef I have with this episode. Yeah. Why didn't they put your husband in the VIP tent? Why did they put him in of all the tents? Why did they put him in Margaret's tent that causes her to be displaced and debunk with you? That's the worst possible <laughs> tent you could have put him in. Yeah. Little bit of a stretch. Yeah. If they had put him in the VIP tent, you wouldn't have hurt yourself throwing that helmet of fudge. <laughs> For sure. Right. Just saying. Right. I'm calling my attorney right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. If that story element hadn't have been there, everything else wouldn't have happened. No. And I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Linda, we haven't seen you on screen in a while, but you are still acting a lot, but you're doing it on stage in your hometown. I've been doing a lot of theater. It's it. Um, as I was telling you, Ryan, earlier, uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul are fabulous theater cities outside of New York and and LA. They're considered 
on par with Chicago in terms of the number of theaters we have. And of course, we have the Guthrie here, but many, many wonderful theaters. Yeah. So I um, got back on the boards, which was one reason why when we moved back, we moved here for my husband's family business. He's part of the business and it's located here. So that was part of that. And as I was telling Brian, I grew up here. So my family was here. My parents were old at that time and not doing well. And uh, I got to see them out, you know, and be here for their last years. And that was good. But I knew I would be coming back to the theater. Hmm. It really is my first love. And I have been so fortunate to have played a great range of roles, which you get to do more on stage than you do when you're working on film. You're pretty much in a in a certain category. Mm-hmm. You're typed. You are, unless you're, you know, Meryl Streep or somebody. You don't right. often get asked to to stretch very far. So I made some new friends. I reunited with some old friends because I I from here originally and started out in the theater here. I started out at the Guthrie here. It's been good. And I haven't needed to work. <laughs> My husband has a very nice job. So I um, I could pick and choose. That's nice. And when I'm not working, I, I am itchy <laughs> because <laughs> um, it's a collaborative art form. Mm-hmm. And so is film and TV. But it is, it's, it's a collaboration and you can't do it alone. Right. You know, you can write alone. You can, you know. Yeah. And you can't say cut. Let's take it again either. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. that's the thrill of live theater is it's in the moment. If something goes wrong. Yeah. You have to figure out and get through it. Yeah. And I love rehearsal. Yeah. I just love, I love actors and directors. I just love everybody in the, who does this interesting work, mm. you know, and writers, you know, and it's this whole collaboration. Mm. It just fascinates me how you can keep investigating and that's what you get to do when you're doing a long run of something you keep investigating the same words the same interactions and of course with new audiences so they tell you stuff and it's it's so interesting don't you think Mm. oh yeah absolutely yeah wow i have to ask one more thing about the nurses in that moment with loretta you know we talk i talked to loretta quite a bit and we're in touch a great deal. I was going to try and get her on <laughs> this conversation, oh, but it that just would have been nice. Out. It would have been nice. Do you have a message for her? Do you have a thought for her about that moment that I could pass along? And hmm. wow, I, I just admired her so much for her vulnerability, and I think we did it in one take. I think her close-up was one take. I don't think once. It was the first take, obviously, and it was just so perfect. Mm. It was, I think, when she had that catch in her voice, when that sob happened in her throat that she couldn't she couldn't um, stop. Mm-hmm. I think that was the moment where we went, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this, she's really hurting. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and it, and it, it made everything else really um, unfold. Mm-hmm. And that last scene where we are, you know, said, "How about it? You know, a lousy cup of coffee." And you know, I'm the one yeah. who offers it to her. A lousy cup of coffee, some co- lousy yeah. fudge, and some lousy coffee. And, <laughs> yeah. and you could see too that it wasn't going to be girls' night all the time, and she wasn't going to exactly fit. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, let's wrap this up with a beautiful ribbon and now everybody's, you know, in the sorority and aren't we fun? No, she would still not fit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the time. She wasn't a close fit with 
those women. Mm -hmm. And uh, you saw that too, I think, that we just were making an effort to include her. I Yes, absolutely. You did. And she did too. She had that moment where she was making that effort to meet you somewhere along the line. But like you say, she wasn't going to be, you know, the girl's night out kind of person. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. She was going to maintain the integrity of something that she felt she sh- needed to have. Her office. I mean, her. Her, her office. Yes. You two had that nice moment, and then she went to Potter's office and had all of you transferred out of the unit because we never (laughs) saw you again. (laughs) Never saw you again. (laughs) And Gregory and I didn't get a spinoff. No. We were the couple who served in Korea. (laughs) And I'm so sad that you never came into the mess tent. I would have helped you. I would have given you really crummy food. Doggone it. (laughs) That's a shame. Well, hey, I, you know, this has been delightful. I hope you've enjoyed this. Every minute of it. It was really great. You are very special in a, in a special episode and you played a wonderful role and you did it beautifully. And yes, people talk about it and you are talked about. So your ears must be ringing because people talk about you. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's about this, if that's what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, Linda. My pleasure, really. It's been delightful. Thank you. Thank you, Linda Kelsey, for spending time with us today on MASH Matters. That was a really great conversation. I loved hearing from her. It's amazing, Jeff, how one guest appearance can have such a momentous impact on your career and your experience as an actor or an actress. Absolutely. And uh, certainly in a wonderful moment to have such a great part with such a great producer director such as Gene Reynolds to then recognize her ability and her talent and uh, carry it forward. Lucky for us, lucky for the audience that they found her and she did that role. Hey, we want to say hello to our Patreon VIPs. A few of those VIPs we're going to give a salute to right now. Private Chris McCary. Private Jim Bassemeyer. And Corporal Galinda Bruton. Corporal Brady Palmer. Captain Leah Walker. Captain Marie Westerland. Major Derek Wade. And Major Aaron Gilson. You can also support us by going to mashmatters.com slash support. And once again, as always, we want to say uh, we apologize for the mangling and mismanaging of anybody's name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I don't apologize. I mean, I sometimes like doing it. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, how boring is it just to say somebody's name correctly? You want to well, screw it up a little bit and have some I fun. Mean, you know? I think sometimes, you know, these people, they're so used to hearing their names pronounced correctly that right. every now and then it's nice to hear it in a different, new, exciting way. Yeah, like Major Derek Wade. Okay, Major Derek Wadi, uh, Wadey, uh, Wade-y. Uh, you could do anything with it. I mean, go crazy and just have a lot of fun. So sometimes it's just not necessary to say the names correctly. Okay, before we go, a big announcement, Jeff. Are you ready? (laughs) It's been a long time coming. Doggies. The next time you hear us, we will be bringing you the Season 7 Recap. They said it could never be done. Mm -mm. They said we would never do it again. And some of them didn't want us to do it again. But! In the face of adversity, we rise again like the phoenix from the ashes to bring you the season seven recap. That will be the next episode of MASH Matters. Wow, this is exciting. Sit back, folks. Get a front row seat. Here comes season seven. And until then, here's looking up your old address. Oh, that's really bad. (laughs) How about a lousy cup of coffee? I'd love it. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.